No, I just thought that was no, fucking No, no, you're not wrong, but maybe talk to her first because don't let that be the the one Well, she's thing. the one not talking to me, to be honest. I, I, I messaged her and she never responded after. So it's I, hopefully she feels like she did something wrong. And if she doesn't, then uh, that's it for me. Well, it's kind of a, a that's sense it. Of Toodles to, to <laughs> tell a girl no. I like telling a woman no. Well, on that note, uh, welcome back to Collector's Corner. Uh, it's the show where one of us dusts off a film from a physical media collection. <laughs> we put it in the Blu-ray player to watch. Then we get together and discuss what we liked, what we didn't like, and why the hell we bought the film in the first place. This week, we're back to John's picks. He picked a film have... that is a first-time watch for all of us. I love it when that happens for an episode. Usually it's a lot of rewatches, but he picked the Blu-ray of Waterworld, the Kevin Costner, notorious box office bomb, mega budgeted, crazy adventure film um, that none of us have seen. call this a Blu-ray. Um, it is the most bare bones piece of garbage copy of a movie I think I've ever gotten in my entire life. I think what you mean is nostalgia. There's not a single piece of of special features on this and i think this blu-ray was made in 1994 i don't but believe yeah, that can't wait accurate. to get into it well yeah. i think you just need to be grateful for uh what you have uh and that is the blu-ray copy of Waterworld. uh it's here it's because nate possession. and i uh, or nate i think you rented this on what amazon or something i, I watched this on peacock uh so i uh, i did not have the uh the luxurious uh time of watching this on blu-ray but um sad yeah, uh, so yeah, this is the first time watched, like I said. Why did you pick Waterworld? Because this yes. has been in the polls before. Yeah. Why? And it didn't win. I forgot what <laughs> film beat Waterworld. Probably for good reason. But, um, uh, yeah, why'd you pick Anything. It? Probably anything. Why'd you buy it? it? Um, well, yeah, why does this movie have exist? Have you seen Kevin Costner on this poster? God, he's just well, a handsome course. mariner man that's ready to just sail the seas and I'd defy prefer- all odds. Yeah, no, I'd prefer to watch Bull Durham or... Field of Dreams or Mr. Brooks Guardian with Ashton Kutcher, The Untouchables, of Wolves that didn't win, that lost. That wasn't see. That poll. wasn't my fault. That <laughs> oh, wasn't well. my fault. Actually, no, it was because I chose Waterworld. Yep. Um I thought mainly just because we just did knowing right, and we've done. Uh, I I just like to do some movies that might have some controversy on the podcast that might have some stuff that might piss us off. It's not just like oh high praise the entire time. So the main reason I bought it is because I went to Barnes and Noble and they actually had a movie that wasn't thirty seven dollars and Trolls Two, so I picked it up for like six fifty or whatever, and I was like, you know what? I've heard a lot of bad things about this. Um, it's a post apocalyptic kind of Mad Max ripoff. That's a direct quote from the director and the writer of this film. Um, they wanted to make a ripoff of Mad Max, and here it is, nineteen ninety four's Waterworld. So that's why I wanted to check it out. Perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I said, I always like it when uh, none of us have uh, seen the film because that was like always the that was like the original format. And it was almost like watching a movie that we'd never seen before. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that was like. The and I, I had always heard of Waterworld, and I've I'd always avoided it because they're like, <laughs> yeah, it's not a good movie. Like I remember mainly um, for those of you that watch like YouTube and are into the movie scene, there uh, the flick pick. John Flickinger, he would talk about Waterworld all the time and reference it. Really? He always talk about like Kevin Costner drinking his own piss, and I'm like, uh, what the what the hell is this <laughs> yeah, movie? Like, I have no interest in watching this. And uh, I knew that like yeah, it had like a massive budget, like the budget just ballooned to this like in, I think it was like 200 million plus, and yeah. uh, just it made like 26 million dollars on opening weekend. 
uh, and just had constant just troubles on set and all that kind of stuff. So it's had the notorious word of mouth that this is uh, a movie that had a lot of issues and was a bomb, but um, it's maybe a guilty pleasure. So I was definitely interested to check it out. It only got 88 million, 88 million in the North American box office, but actually did pretty well overseas, which is kind of ironic, wouldn't you say? Um, but yeah, it has technically made its money back over the last 20 eight years just with people picking up the movie like me at Barnes and Noble for six fifty. So I think it's just barely broken even at this point. But Nate, what were your uh like I'm sorry, but what did you know of Waterworld before you hit play on Peacock? I knew the title. Okay. Yeah. Just <laughs> and I'd always heard that it was like some people compared it to like an avatar type story about like one character who's just in this other that world. Wolves. That too. But I've also heard oh, that man. about this. And oh. I, I, and Dances with Wolves makes much more sense. I kind of just knew it by word of mouth. Just this really just over the top uh, 90s movie. And anytime Dennis Hopper's playing like an off weird villain, that's like gonna give it at least one star i think <laughs> okay fair enough yeah and the fact that they they literally say water world within like the first couple minutes i think that's like the fastest time a movie's ever been the movie titles ever been I said in, in the my movie chair so fast Same. yeah my ears Sister perked up and i was like yeah. five out of Thank five you. like there <laughs> they did completely it. flaccid the second you see uh helen the character though okay well before we, before we get in, oh, before we get into all that yeah uh <laughs> I, since this is your film i believe there is going to be and, and funny enough i mean given the fact that it's water world fishy asks a question okay which what do we got hey I, that was not planned we're doing finding nemo in three weeks no um so i own it yeah oh <laughs> i'd watch I it too i also have finding dory we'll do a triple a double feature so water world 1995 the the wonderful year that i was born in a future where the polar ice caps have melted and Earth is almost entirely submerged, a mutated mariner, that's a spoiler, fights starvation and outlaw smokers and reluctantly helps a woman, very reluctantly, and her child try to find dry land. This movie's basically a PSA for, like, stay away from cigarettes. Oh, sorry. That was supposed to be Fishy Asks a Question. I was doing the synopsis. My bad. Yeah, no. I was going to leave. You haven't done the film intro yet. We're no, no, doing no, Fishy Asks a Question. The synopsis. Well, my, all right. So here's the thing. My synop- my question has to do with the cast, so I kind of wanted to say the cast and then ask the question based okay. on that. You can do the film so, okay. intro and then do the question. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, that's our little synopsis there. This is Waterworld. Um, I, I wouldn't say it has a star-studded cast. Even in the 90s, I feel like this was not a star-studded cast, but... We do have Kevin Costner. We got Dennis Hopper. We got Tina Majorino, who's Deb from Napoleon Dynamite. She hasn't been in anything else. And Jean Triplehorn. Yeah. Which sounds like a made up person, in my opinion. That's a it's like a character from a from a nineties video game, which I think this was a video game. Because I, I the only thing on the Blu ray is the movie and the trailer. And at the end of the trailer it's like the old movie announcer voice and it's like Kevin Costner. Gene Triplehorn. I'm <laughs> just like, why would you say that out loud? That's horrible. Um, but anyways, my question to you guys is, this movie was nominated for a variety of awards, one of which was the Golden Raspberry Awards. Okay? It was nominated for four categories, and I'm going to ask you to decide which one you think it won, because it won one of the four. 
Okay. Worst picture. Worst actor by Kevin Costner. Worst director by Kevin Reynolds. Or worst supporting actor by Dennis Hopper. If you need me to. This is for the Razzies. This is for the Razzies. Yeah, one (laughs) one Razzie out of those four nominations. Okay, I'm gonna say worst supporting actor. They went with Dennis Hopper. You think that one won? Yes. Okay. What do you think, Nate? Well, that was going to be my guess. Um, so I'll go with... I don't know what any of the other Nate, ones would be. So, huh? I want, I'm going to give it to you because that's the right answer. Because uh-huh. you were going to say that you're allowed to say the same thing as Ducky. And yeah. that is absolutely 100% correct. He won Worst Supporting Actor. Because they gave Worst Supporting Actress to Shelley Duvall from The Shining. Yeah. So like, oh, they, was it really? They somehow will give like that award, not even award. That like, it's, it's all a joke, anyways. It's all stupid. Yeah. But like, they, they would award it to like, the people that don't deserve it. And to me, my opinion, I think Dennis Hopper is the best part of this fucking movie because he's the only one that knew what this movie was. Mm-hmm. And but we, we'll get into it. That's a good <laughs> point. That's a really good point. The scene with his eyeball was amazing. <laughs> but we'll get into Everything it. Him. But yeah, yeah, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Okay, do I need to say anything else to introduce? This is usually your things, Ducky, so I'm, let me, let's see. We're going to insert the elevator music for this portion of the episode. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how to do a podcast on our 200th try. Um, Yeah, so anyways, this film is directed by Kevin Reynolds. He did Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, also with Kevin Costner. Um, It has a 6.2 on IMDb, 45% critical score, 43 audience, and a 2.8 on Letterboxd. So, yeah, um, relatively low, but honestly higher than I thought. It's clear that this movie does have some sort of, like, cult following. It's very B-movie-esque. So, I guess I'm going to go ahead and reach out to Nate. Um, Him being kind of our, our criterion connoisseur. Uh, this is very much the opposite of that, so I kind of want to hear his initial thoughts on this whole. Get this. Here. Get. I'm gonna do my my snooty Criterion lovers accent. Get this crappy well, piece of film out of my face. Um, no, like I'm I'm always open. Like it's something about the '90s, the '90s nostalgia. You just you look at a movie and it's just spitting 90s in your face like you it just has that aesthetic that's how that that's what this movie feels like and i kind of love it for that just because like spencer said with dennis hopper he knows what this movie is how come kevin costner and the others didn't (laughs) they just were so like they wanted this to be oscar movie they wanted this to be the awards winner when dennis hopper's like no this is just (laughs) This is stupid. So let's I'm just Hopper. like, and I just appreciate it for it's, it's just very cheesy tongue in cheek style and the over the top action sequences and explosions and the bad CGI. It's just whatever you think Waterworld is, is what it is. And just kind of go into it. Just. It's as it, dumb as the title suggests. Yeah. Really. I mean, and in the, reality, that's like, imagine now if you gave like a Denis Villeneuve <laughs> half a billion dollars and said, here, make Waterworld. <laughs> Holy this is like David fuck, Lynch's dude. Dune. Re- like, j- literally. Imagine, like, can... put this in his hands and you've got <laughs> Oscars. Timothy wow. Chalamet plays the lead. Oh my God. No. Now I want to see this. <laughs> Damn. Gene Triplehorn. Instead, it's. Uh, 
Zendaya. It's just doing, but in water. <laughs> Rebecca Ferguson is. <laughs> wow. I, honestly, I would watch this shit out of that. I, I would, would probably watch it. God, that would be amazing. Uh, what about you, Ducky? This is uh, I one I know you were excited for. Oh, so, and he just got up and walked sneezing. away. Sneezing, yeah. oh. a little cough for a sneeze. <laughs> I was like, he he was oh, ready to just walk and leave. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So. I I I was looking forward to watching it, but not to this know. part talking about it. <laughs> no, <laughs> watching it, but actually because like on I, this, I kind of you know. I, I kind of figured I mean going into it, I knew that it was going to be one of those movies that's going to be so bad it's good, or I don't I, I really didn't know what to expect. I don't know if it was just going to be like kind of like the like you mentioned like the David Lynch's Dune, where it's just very just cheesy and boring. But this like the first thirty five minutes, I was screaming and laughing throughout just like everything that was happening because it was just so over the top and like yeah like you have kevin costner on his crazy modified schooner that's just like uh he's just ripping around in like the water and like he like just fucks over that other guy that uh, is asking him for like his supplies and he's just like he looks at him and then just does like the thing with his like goes over his neck like you're dead and then just runs over his ship because he stole his lines yeah exactly just oh, is that what he said? <laughs> and then he goes to that like uh that village that's in the water and uh they realize that he's a mutant and they like kidnap him and put him in a cage and like then all of a sudden they get attacked by people on jet skis the machine guns i'm like what is this movie <laughs> this is yeah, a yeah. mad max mad max in the water and this is crazy and fun and then the movie it's brings just, in gene Triplehorn. It just fizzles for the <laughs> rest of the me. time. <laughs> it brings in Gene Gene Triplehorn and Deb, and I think yeah. and Gregory. Once, and, I actually like Gregory, is, like, but after those, like, after like that big action sequence where they escape and they're on the boat, and then it's just them kind of like on the water and then them trying to bond with a very moody Kevin Costner, who is the worst antihero. Like they missed the mark on antihero because he's just a fucking asshole. And you could tell because Kevin Costner was having a miserable time on set, and you can just easily tell because it showed in his performance. And you just, this is the guy we're rooting for, this fucking dickhead. Okay. <laughs> Mariner. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But like, he, they did nothing to make him likable. And they yeah. tried in the third act. Like, you could tell they had like writers come in and be like, all right, let's write him some jokes. Let's write him some lines. Let's give him something to get the audience on board with his like, his actions and his character. And they just, it was a little too late at that point. But that being said, I mean, the movie's so big and stupid and fun like it just it's it's dumb and um i had fun with it but the, I, you can totally tell that just like this movie must have been miserable to work on and just a total train wreck when it comes to trying to piece a movie together in a budget that's just ballooning out of control so i had fun with it but yeah the movie's just a total mess i should like read that 20 uh, minutes too long steven spielberg yeah, yeah, no, the the length was was absurd, but yeah, I did read that Steven Spielberg reached out to Kevin Costner and was like, "Do not shoot this on the ocean; that'll be an absolute nightmare." Yet they they did shoot it on like water sound stages. I don't know what you call that, but like in they pools, shot it in Hawaii. Like, they did that, but then they moved it to Hawaii and made a massive set that was destroyed by a hurricane. Kevin Costner they shot it during died. hurricane season because they didn't research the weather patterns. <laughs> Well, that's that's the production's fault. I don't blame Kevin. That Costner. entire set that like that they built with the, the uh, that like village the, on the water, yeah. uh, it's like a trading that post. sunk yeah. during the hurricane storm that came through, oh and it cost God. a half a million dollars to resurrect it and bring it back up and make it float again. So it just and they had to bring and they had to shoot scenes out on the in the open water, 
Yeah. Uh, they didn't accommodate for any bathrooms on set. So anytime they had to use a bathroom, they had to get a ferry out, put people on a ferry, and then ferry them over to another ferry that had a bunch of honey wagons Jesus on it. Jesus Christ, So they, had to, they could relieve themselves and then go back to set. It just seemed like a fucking nightmare. Like if this was your first movie you ever worked on, I don't know how you're still in this industry. Dude, it honestly, brutal. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense for June Triplehorn and Deb from Napoleon Dynamite. Like the fact that they their Her name is in Nola. went nowhere after this, nowhere. <laughs> like the they were in nothing. So I feel like the fact that they were on this film, like especially for Deb from Napoleon Dynamite's character, <laughs> Enola, whatever. Uh, Deb from Napoleon Dynamite. She, as a child actor who was completely overacting, terrible and annoying and stupid, um, just hated her life after this until she was a teenager and got a nice offer from John Heater, aka Nate. I don't know. It just it it was it was a and I I will agree with Spencer. I thought that the action was cheesy and fun with Dennis Hopper and every like when they when the smokers came into the atoll and did their Mad Max ripoff. Great time, honestly. But those women were fucking horrific, horrific in this movie. It wasn't it was like so... the last of Mohicans where like the they were very strong and independent and like they could actually fight back and had the balls to like shoot and whatnot. They were very much the uh, uh, female in like distress that just like right. I was in complete agreement to throw them <laughs> overboard. Complete. Well, he did. Same, yeah. Yeah. He literally well, picked up that girl and just threw her off because he yeah. like what she took a crayon and was riding on the boat and he's like no. <laughs> Drop this sail down on top of the other girl too. After when she was nude for some reason, I was like, "Why is she exposing herself to him right now? I don't like this." Like, please put your clothes back on. This is like something they would do back in like medieval times, like offer their bodies, not in a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah, the future world that was so out of place. Imagine though, like Kevin Costner picks up the girl, throws her. Helen dives in after her, and then the credits just start rolling, directed by Kevin. Dude, I thought the scene in Harold and Maude was less weird than the one where she ripped her clothes off in this movie. And honestly, oh. if you watch the trailer, it like there's a shot of her, her clothes like going half down, and then it cuts right before you see her ass. <laughs> So just to get the, just to get the audience in there. Oh, that's yeah, literally what would have gotten me in the door. And, and then you know his response, away. right? Was it oh, you know, like, uh, why didn't you take like, me? Because I know you didn't really want me. It's like, oh right. my god, go sit on a soap Quiet opera, type. Kevin Costner. Yeah, and that's the thing with Kevin Costner is like you could just tell that he hated doing this, but he invested twenty two million dollars of his own money. Uh, holy into shit! This. I was that say. made him like have some actual like producer rights, so he could like change the script and stuff like that. And I mean, I don't know how much research you guys did on the behind the scenes stuff, but him and Kevin Reynolds basically ended their friendship with this movie. Disagreed uh, on everything. They disagreed on absolutely everything. Uh, Kevin Costner also chartered in like a two hundred million dollar or or two hundred thousand dollar a day yacht to set uh, <laughs> to and from, and he just ballooned the the budget. And uh, he also had to be doused in water between takes. So every time they were about to roll, he just basically had his friends just dump a bunch of water on him. Uh, he just got pissed off in that <laughs> sense. So also, he was going through a bitter divorce with his wife at the time, and that kind of played into how everything was going. Uh, the director finally turned in a, a cut that was like near three hours. Uh, that the studio was like, "No, this is or no." Kevin Costner basically was like, "No, I hate this. Uh, you're fired. Get like I never want to talk to you again. Get away from me." And then he re-edited the film to this uh, two hours and fifteen minute 
theatrical version. Um, and it kind of tanked to the box office. It's then turned a profit over the years with DVD sales and everything. And internationally, it did pretty well. So eventually, it did make its money back. But what's interesting is apparently that three-hour cut aired as like an ABC special. And no, that, why? Well, why? It, it, it was like years later. And apparently it filled in like so many different gaps in the story about just like the, the religion that gets formed and just like about like Kevin Costner as a mutant, which is very lacked in this movie. Like you just don't really understand you know anything that happens with of his that. backstory. Uh, he can so breathe they, underwater. They, they like... explain so much about what this movie is and people actually like really liked it. They're like, oh, this is like a really good version of this film. Like no wonder the studio just came in and just like hacked it up. And right. then a fan took the studio cut but the abc version didn't have like a lot of good special effects but he still took the theatrical cut and this like abc special and re-edited the movie his own way and released it like online for free the studio loved it so much they bought it and licensed it and they released it now if you buy the arrow version like the arrow 4k of water world what this is no but the arrow no. uh is a distribution uh company and they released uh water world on 4k like within the last couple of years that fan edit is now owned by the studio, and they released it on that version, uh, on that Blu-ray. So, or you can wow. watch it. And apparently, that just is like the definitive version of Waterworld, where like it's it's long, but it's still like it's a cohesive film that is really good. Apparently, um, so that is the version to watch. So, I would be very curious to check that out at some point. But um, I mean, this, for what this, this was, it was just ridiculous. This movie has has done a lot for I think pop culture in general, like. There's like massive studio uh, theme car- theme park rides made because of this movie at Universal Hollywood in Japan and Singapore, and they even have a TV show planned right now that was announced in 2021. So people still want to do something with this concept. Um, I I just don't see. I don't think it needs to be expanded on. Do something with Mad Max instead. You know, I mean, the thing is though about this movie, like, I think the concept is interesting. Like, the scene where he actually brings her down there in, like, underwater Denver, which is, I learned that on Wikipedia, that was Denver. I was unaware during the film because they don't fucking tell you anything or give you any explanation to anything at all. That's kind of cool. And where do you think that they were in the end? What what location was that? Mount Everest. It was Mount Everest. So how did they get from Denver to Mount Everest, which is probably, like, 10,000 miles away? Just in a floating balloon in a very reasonable amount of time with hardly any water and no food. Well, they they were asleep when they got there, so reasonable amount of time. They could have been asleep for a week. I'm going to look up flights <laughs> from Denver to Nepal right now, and we're going to find out on an actual... Was that really Mount Everest? Yeah, it was It it was at, it was Mount Everest. <laughs> huh. Of course, because what other, what other place would they choose in a movie like this? I'm surprised uh, they didn't pick, like... New York City. <laughs> they well, just I mean, pull up te- and it's the Statue of Liberty and nothing's changed. That'd be cool. They should have done that. It would have been in like a, the day after tomorrow, that movie, where it was like obvious landmarks, but this, it was like a chairlift. And I was like, how am I supposed to? That could be anywhere. I'm like, or do or do Waterworld, <laughs> but do it as the village. Spoilers <laughs> for the village, though. These people are all like swimming and they're doing this oh whole Waterworld thing like when Westworld. they're actually in a pool. It's like the Truman Show. (laughs) (laughs) That would be insane. Wow. What an idea. Oh, my God. What what do you call this contraption? Uh, 
a car. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I'm going to look up from Denver. I'm just going to see how long the flights are because from this, Denver this little... to Nepal, that's got to be at least a 15, 16 hour flight. I'm sure there'd be a lot I, of connections. I'm not going to factor in the connections in the film, but that could have just been me not. I found that on Wikipedia afterwards. It was supposed to be Denver. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, that's just like looking into semantics. Cause if you want to pick, holes in the story there's plenty to pick holes <laughs> because it's just, like this it's tattoo ridiculous. you just introduced to this girl with a tattoo on her back and its significance i was like right they keep saying it's a map and i'm looking at it i'm like it's in japanese scribble and it's got a circle and an arrow uh, pointing to a to a small mountain it was literally just an arrow and a mountain and a circle but apparently a, a small mountain is the biggest mountain <laughs> right <laughs> Also, like that scene when uh, Dennis Hopper is giving that speech to his his just his I don't know his cult uh, basically on that barge uh, that went on for like ten to fifteen minutes and it, yeah, they just kept lot. cutting back to it and it was like oh my god how long is this scene gonna go <laughs> like how how much is Dennis Hopper just gonna keep rambling about just like the promised land and whatnot and having a dream and I gotta be honest like. That scene when Kevin Costner finally arrives and lights that flare, and Dennis Hopper's like, "No, you're not gonna do it." Like, I don't, I don't think we don't, we don't think fuck. that you're gonna do it. And he <laughs> drops the flare down and goes down that hole and lands into the uh, the oil. And then that guy that's down there just looks oh, at it. Finally, and he's like, oh, thank God, he wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> he just blows up. I laughed so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought was, that I did was too. so funny. I'm like, why didn't this movie have more? of that kind of like wink at the camera type of humor because it would have add, yeah. added to that like swashbuckling adventure type movie and it make it kind of that, make it more fun because the movie just dulls down so much in, I'd say the second act. I mean, it's after the first 35 minutes, it for the next hour, it's really just, it's not that entertaining. And then the third act is, is kind of, it, it, it brings it back up a little bit. But one of the things that I loved about this movie is, because we're so used to all these modern day movies that, especially Marvel, I'm going to call them out. Ugh, they use yeah. so much CGI to the point where it's like if they're filming a scene in like a high school gymnasium, like they're really just in a studio lot in Atlanta and they're just going to CGI all the extras. It's just like, why? Sorry. Why? It's stupid. But like here, everything's practical. All the sets, all the the uh, the props, the costumes. The horses. The horses. At the Everything in this movie is just done... <laughs> Like, like, what's that? For real. And that's why the budget's so high. But it's just watching that now, after what we're used to with all these modern day movies, it was actually kind of just like a treat. It was fun. It just kind of reminded you of like those just those days of those, those type of filmmaking. Yeah, you got to respect it. And I will say for context, um, it would be about 21 hours nonstop to get to Kathmandu, Nepal uh, from Denver. So factoring in the fact that they're probably not going at the speed of an airliner. I would say about two to three days in a hot air balloon, probably more than that. So, I'm again poking holes in a movie that deserves to have holes poked into it. Also, the fact when he's drowning in that cage, do you think even though he has gills, could he breathe in that like muddy water? No, God, no. That was you don't like think so. That, that was would, like, like the gills? sludge. That was like it cl- it's going to go into his gills and fill him it's up. Still and... liquid, technically, right? Like it's still with solid in it. Like, right. I wish they explored that. That was like an. <laughs> I mean, it was an interesting concept of like this like mutant fish man. 
It's and he's like the only one. I'm a merman. It's but technically like, only the year 2500, though. So you think he would have evolved that much in 500 years to actually have gills and web feet? Just because he's been out in the water so much. And look at that. It was a very cheesy scene at the end, too, when like he gets on the dry land. He's like, no, like it's too overwhelming. This isn't the for senses. me. This isn't yeah. for me. Like, I need, oh to, I need to be back. And that like last shot of him just like out on his boat just kind of like losing again. It's like, dude, just stay. Get your girl. Have some babies. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I that didn't scene. at first when I saw her, and then I was like, I kind of like her, even though she's not very good. <laughs> I hated her. Um, I, Especially Deb from Napoleon Dynamite. I okay. Because she was just god-awful. I didn't want to look at her face. And all I could see was a younger Deb. Now that when I found out, because I watched the movie almost twice, Um, by the way, I didn't mention that, but I watched it about an hour and a half through, and then Spencer invited me to play Rocket League. <laughs> won the tournament, and then the next day I... uh. I watched it from start to finish again. So I feel like I have a pretty strong opinion on this movie to know what's good and bad about it. And I think the worst parts of the movie is Gene Turtle Top or whatever. What is it? <laughs> what is it? Turtle Turtle Top. No. <laughs> she's she's the wife of the or the the the, the wife of the Triple director Horn. of National Treasure. Triple Horn. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she was the wife in <laughs> Fatal Attraction. No, no, really? I haven't seen that. There's more to say, no? It's like this movie, like, (laughs) I think we get, like, for how kind of, like, stupid and silly it is, I I did enjoy it. The action scenes were kind of fun, and, like, when they had Kevin Costner basically zipline on this giant megaton warship... Almost, he was almost like Indiana Jones. Like, I, I swear to God, I heard a piece of score where I was like... That's straight out of like Temple of Doom where he's just yeah, riding yeah, yeah. by on that hook. But yeah, if it was just more f- like those lines, like Spencer said with the guy finally saying, thank God, like I'm finally going to die. Yeah, and, yeah that's uh, how I felt. It laughed so hard. That random psychic guy with uh, Dennis Hopper with like the long, like red hair. He yeah, looked Fabio like he was going to be a guy. big villain and then he just, just kind of tossed aside. Make it two. Oh, I guess you should have bought me that drink. It's like it's literally water. Uh, yeah, they, it's called hydro. Water. Hydro, pure hydro. Like it's a drug. And how he like we go to these places and we're like, oh, we need to buy up the commodities, the important stuff. And he's like, I want that tomato plant. Like, I saw it in a book one time. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, I want half your stash. And she goes to reach for it. And he's like, no. Yeah. This is mine. <laughs> it's my turn. Don't, feel, don't touch my coin. Like don't touch movie, my little nuggets. In an alternate universe, I feel like this movie could have been even amazing. more of a cult classic and even amazing if they just took Kevin Costner out because he just did not want to be there. He was miserable and he honestly, I feel like he was Tommy kind of like the, the Wesley Snipes of the Blade sequels. Like he just like you could tell that he was just feuding on set, didn't want to be there. You could see it in his performance. Putting they Keanu took Kevin Costner out. Maybe Keanu wow. Reeves. I was thinking personally, Brendan Fraser. Oh my god! I think that would be just amazing. I mean, you've just I'm think- put Kevin Costner in the Mummy franchise. And put I got Fraser one for you. Here. Oh my I got god! One. I would watch this movie every day. Oh, uh, Brendan Fraser is kind of right got- on the nose. That's like kind of perfect. Make it, make it animated and have it star The Rock. That I mean, no, 
literally so this the nineties because at least the character the... Jungle Cruise. I mean, at like, least the, be like buckling type of action. And personally, I don't think that worked, but. But The Rock was just barely wrestling in 95, so I don't think he yeah, was... he wasn't a movie star either. Yeah. Well, I'm Scorpion saying if you made it now, which I no, no, pretty no, got... No, it was like 2001 or yeah, two, yeah. I don't know. I'm just... Yeah. I'm just Mummy was boy over here. But the movie is just... It's, it's dumb 90s action fun type of thing, where it just... It had a pretty decent score. It was James Newton Howard, right? With the help of Hans Zimmer. So yeah, the score was so, incredible. Great score. Um, yeah, the CGI was a little bad, but I liked some of the big explosions. Um, just the stupidity of some of the characters, like the one guy that's like bullet hungry where he doesn't hear everyone telling him to like stop and turn costs Dennis Hopper's eye. They and, reused the same shot in that scene twice. Yeah. And they, the woman like this with her head down. Oh. Like that. <laughs> they reused the same exact shot twice. Yeah. But it was it. just like. Oh, I, I can't even explain it. Like, I can't think of the words. It's just everything was so over the top, but Dennis Hopper just played it perfectly. And yeah, definitely. Just him as this just sadistic warlord. And I didn't even know what his name was until like an hour and a half into the movie. And he's like, I'm the deacon yeah, of the sea yeah, or deacon. something. And I was like, oh. You may not recognize me because you shot my eye out. Yeah, and it wasn't even Kevin Costner. It was his own guy in the boat in the bay across from him. So it's oh, like, is that how? Oh, yeah, know. because remember, they're all like, stop, stop. And he just keeps spinning, shooting the gun. And then he What's blows his name? Is it Charles? I don't know. <laughs> all right, Bill. <laughs> but <laughs> so I will stupid. say, Dennis Hopper, when he's talking to Deb, when they're in the cell and they have her on the Megaton ship, he was creepy because his eyes were just bulged open he's bald and he's got his fake eye patch thing going he's like oh is your friend coming and she's like yeah he's stronger than you and he's just like oh yeah okay yeah sure he just looks like a psychopath yeah i don't and know I, I thought I, it was awesome <laughs> i hated that i i like the scene but enola in that scene was so just stupid and annoying I'm like i hope he doesn't show up for you i really yeah. hope he doesn't in that moment, I'm like, please just turn around, Kevin Costner, and leave her be. And I, something specific <laughs> came up, like, when I was watching it. Remember at the, the end of The Dark Knight when they do, like, an, an, they're, like, narrating over as he's escaping, yeah. saying, yeah. like, oh, you'll never catch him. Like, describing him as we see him leave. That's how it felt here, because she's like, you know, he's killed men and kids, and it's cutting back and forth between him <laughs> fighting people on the ship, killing oh, them, right. and yeah, like yeah, suddenly yeah. appearing, being like, he's gonna come save me. He he's a good person. He's like murdering all these people. <laughs> he's basically Aquaman. I mean, he's literally Aquaman. Kevin Costner as Aquaman. Aquaman. Well, there was a scene when he he knew that the that the. Uh, the mutinized like sharks and stuff were sleeping. He's like, Dude, yeah, they're sleeping. Don't worry about I it. I wish they had more of that, that fucking scene when they're like, oh, we're we're hungry. We want food. He's like, okay. He jumps overboard, gets dragged <laughs> by the boat, and all of a sudden, like a monster comes out and somehow misses Kevin Costner, like with all of its teeth, misses him. And right. then Kevin Costner has no weapons with him. The shark or creature just blows up, <laughs> and Wait, then he just gets he has that harpoon. Of meat, drops it down and. Okay, but it blows up like a dynamite or something. <laughs> so, like, I don't know what powers he has. Maybe it's True. like his breath. 
I don't know. Maybe it's just with his divorce papers. But it just <laughs> his clothes up. Okay, come on, man. And, all, and then he gets four pounds of meat for these uh, people. And just the, the rest of the creature is just dead and gone. But just like, what's happening here? Like The grossest meat, explain this? Too. How did this uh, happen? <laughs> there's a lot happening. There's a lot happening. Like like you said, I'm sure with a different cut that it would be explained. If they cut out half the shit with Gene Triple triple dick horn then i think you could add more with <laughs> kevin costner's backstory like that and... scene where he sells her off to that random guy on the water and then he yeah. decides you know what no Just here's your necklace her. who the fuck cares <laughs> i don't care take them both and then he and goes back to his little atlantis or whatever the hell he but does. then she but then she goes off and takes that nap and it's like five minutes before you wanted to throw this girl overboard now this lady wakes up and you're teaching her how to swim and you're having this like father. I thought they were going to throw in like, oh, maybe he's her father and doesn't know oh, God. type of thing. Projectile and vomited all over the TV. Yeah, yeah. She's like yeah, mixed mariner slash human. <laughs> like, uh. Could you imagine? Oh, my no, God. Thank you, sir. And um, forget the guy that was floating in a balloon for 55 minutes. Oh, my God. Dude, when was he, when he messed up and uh, leaned into that lover that, like, started up the balloon. I'm and sorry, then left I him without his like, Oh, it. I'm so sorry. Well, it was an accident. And then he just pops in, like, an hour and 20 minutes later. And he's just like, hello. <laughs> I've been following you. I've been like, but didn't conveniently help you the eagles from Lord of the Rings. Like, he's just going to come out and save the day. Like, wonderful. <laughs> so he finally figured and out then, how to make it come down. And then Kevin bungee jumps off yeah, and, like, rescues uh, Deb from Napoleon Dynamite off, like, Thank and you. before the jet skis get her. And it's just, and then he, as, like, he, the complete green screen of him just, like, coming up to the hot air balloon, he just throws her up. It's, like, as the explosions of the jet skis and behind him. It's, like, whoa, when Dennis fuck? When Dennis Hopper falls, I thought it was going to be, like, in an undercover brother when Mr. Feather gets eaten by that shark when he falls. And, like, he's falling into the ocean. I thought a shark, like, the mutated shark was going to come up and grab him. Because if this movie so actually I, I didn't take itself. I was waiting for the creatures to come back, yeah. If it didn't take itself seriously, that's exactly what they should have done. And Kevin Costner should have been like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, no. That's exactly what he does. Okay. Got himself some fresh meat in Waterworld. That would have been yeah. fucking great. God, oh, man. Fuck. So many missed opportunities. Imagine this movie with Arnold. Oh, man. I, there's so many things yeah. that could have made this movie better. And could I get some hydro? They, did, they, they tried. That, that's <laughs> just what you got to give them. They, they tried with this movie. And you could see it. I mean... It was Did just they? a ridiculous romp. They uh, made the movie. Yeah, I mean, it happened. The yeah. movie got made somehow. It <laughs> somehow it got made, and Gene it's an Horn. expensive mess. <laughs> but uh, there is fun to be had here. I think I would agree with that. It just it. It's fun. It opened up, and immediately within thirty minutes, you have a pretty epic scene of just the smokers coming out of the water that was creepy that kind of freaked me out when kevin costner looks into his little scope underneath his boat mm -hmm. and it's turning and you're waiting and then all of a sudden they're all floating underwater i was like oh that's kind of a creepy concept that these guys can breathe and then they just pop up on their jet skis and just go I was what like, you guys think of the scene when he projectiles out of the water and lands on the boat and starts like aquaman 
<laughs> literally just, thought Aquaman. It's like slow motion shooting out of the water, and like when he's when they show the shots of him like swimming underwater, the way his legs are moving just makes he's me so fast. Merman tells that like they're that. just speeding him through. <laughs> Merman, I hated that. Oh god, I hated that part so much. <sighs> Kevin Costner that was probably a stunt double swimming though. And the fact that they called him the Mariner, it's like, come on, you couldn't have at least given him like a cool name, like name him after a different baseball team, like the Rockies. And he hardly talked as well, like he hardly spoke yeah. throughout the whole yeah. movie. And when he did, it was not nice things, and it wasn't anything that was engaging. It was just very dismissive, and just you couldn't get attached to his character. Like you needed someone with a little bit of charisma here to he make this movie I think, the check work on the first but, date. Uh, this movie ne- needed a Wait, Jar Jar Binks basically. character or something to like Could make you... Kevin Costner funny. Well, I would say Jean Triplehorn might have been the Jar Jar Binks of the movie. Yeah, but she was just like there was there was one cut in particular where she's talking about like him not trading for like the right stuff, and he she just screams, "You could have asked him for food!" And then it just jump cuts to him like tying a knot or something. No, he's cutting. <laughs> no, he's cutting their hair off or something. Why did he cut their uh, hair off? What was that be, about? To make to hide them, to make them not look like women. I don't think that was it. I think he did it as punishment because she was being a bitch, and then Enola was drawing like stupid pictures on his boat with crayons. Well, they knew that the girl that they were hunting was going to be with this woman. So if he tries to kind of disguise them, they won't recognize them. Why do I just keep them down below? They were on the fucking deck the whole movie. They could have kept them down below and then it'd be just him. And then they'd be like, all right, it's just another guy. Like, all right, see ya. (laughs) Just me and my lime plant. (laughs) Me and my auto turn my piss into water machine. Yeah. That was the opening scene of the movie is him drinking his own piss. And like, it was so uh, and, instantaneous. Like, I don't think that would happen. <laughs> that was a cool machine. I kind of want to, like, recreate my own piss. Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It would save a lot of money. Yeah. I think that it's it's definitely worth hearing Nate's final thoughts on. If I will say, <laughs> I was thinking about this as the movie was finally dragging to its climax. I was thinking... Where's the after credits scene? Oh. Well, no, not necessarily. Because <laughs> I, speaking of that, I hate when movies play the credits when the movie's still going. It's like mm. fade to black, please. This movie, I would consider buying the Arrow box if it was like pre-owned at Bull Moose. How if much it was would pre-o- you spend on it? If it was pre-owned for like eighteen ninety-seven, wow. and it included everything, I would get it. What if, okay, what if the bottom of the slipcover is, like, a little bit ripped on the back? Well, there, it doesn't have a slipcover. It has a hardcover box. Okay, so it's chipped. Like, someone dropped it on a tile floor from, like, four feet, and it's slightly chipped on the bottom, but it's fourteen ninety seven. How chipped, though? Like, um, significant? Like, you're looking at it, and there's you a piece just can't missing. stop staring at it? There's a piece oh. missing. Yeah. Slightly uh, missing from the bottom. Uh, then I might just have to stick with, like... Take me home tonight on used Blu-ray or like Pitch Perfect two slipcover. No, that's that would be at least worth the watch. Yeah, when Haley Seinfeld. Comes, I'll be on my own. My flashlight. I'm yeah, so shoot you in the face. What would you give it? The phone. <laughs> oh, um, well, but like it, it was, it was, yeah, it was a stupid movie. We were pretty harsh, but like. In all fairness, I did have fun with it. It, Yeah, five out of five. (laughs) No, um, I would give it, and this is like full honesty, I would give it a three out of five. 
fresh. Probably higher than your, yeah, like. Wow. Wow. It's because I had, there was more of me laughing and giggling at stupid things than there was at me being like, oh my God, that was obvious. So this is so dumb. Like, I just, it, it was, it was what it is. And you know, it, it was not Dances with Wolves. I'm sure it wasn't, but. I'm, that I'm, might be worse. I'm happy with it, saying so. I finally, before I died, I got to watch Kevin Costner's <laughs> Waterworld. That's in your eulogy. What like, a weird flex, but the I fact, love it. The fact that he hated being there, and yet he yeah. was an executive producer. It's like, like me at work every taking day. a shit and sprinkling like Sour Patch Kids on top. It's like... Mm. <laughs> watermelon? Watermelon regular. Uh, well, they do, uh... Mm. Do they have more than those? Is it just yeah. the two? they have strawberries, they have grapes. What? Yeah. <laughs> John, yeah. I, literally, I literally implemented your method, uh, two days ago, when I pulled up to the studios in Gardner. I just yeah. pulled up, parked the car, gripped the steering wheel, and screamed <laughs> at the top of my lungs Dude, for, I like, done that at a least while. three to five seconds. <laughs> I felt so good after. Like it was oh, literally God, like an yeah. adrenaline rush and like endorphins just fucking went off. I'm like, okay, this I'm doing great right now. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's a great if you ever yeah. just hate your life, that's a especially if it's like six in the morning, you have a shoot, like <laughs> yeah. just grip the steering wheel, scream as, as loud as you loud possibly as, like, can. Possibly good. And you'll be fucking fired up and ready to start your day. And that's just what I imagined Kevin Costner doing uh, every day before <laughs> the, going to trailer. Set. <laughs> it's just it's He goes into the bathroom. Him on his private yacht that he charters, and I'm he sure just he looks himself in the mirror, yeah. spl- splashes Jesus. his water in his face. <laughs> yeah. Ice cold water. He probably splashed dirt in his face. Yeah. As his accountant is whispering over his, his shoulder, being like, "You invested twenty two million dollars into this movie. Shut, Shut the fuck up! I know." I know. And he, just scre- <laughs> he screams, "Shoeless Joe!" <laughs> just. <laughs> And Gene Triple just, Horns just standing in his trailer trying to take his clothes off. <laughs> hey, can we practice? <laughs> we got to do that scene again. Sorry. Uh, Why uh, didn't you take me? Because you didn't really want me. God, Kiss my imagine ass. if they started dating. God. And they're married to this day, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Go ahead, Ducky. Yeah. yeah. Um, so okay. if it stayed as consistent as the first 35 minutes... This movie could have been like a solid four to four and a half. Like I was having so much fun in the first wow. act of this film. I was laughing with the movie. It was so big <laughs> and stupid and the over the top <laughs> swashbuckling action. I just was really enjoying it. And I was actually like kicking myself. I was like, well, have I not seen this movie? Like this is like I'm having so much fun here. Like this is just stupid and fun. But then yeah, the rest of the movie kicks in. It overstays its welcome. You could tell they had no direction where the story was going, and it kind of just was borrowing from so many other different films that you've seen before. Uh, like in particular, I mean, Mad Max is like the one that you kind of go to because it's a direct like ripoff of Mad Max. To the fact that I think that was the pitch going into uh, the studio. It's like, okay, yeah, Mad Max, but on water, and they're like, green light, <laughs> you got it. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- there were certainly moments that it was just a ridiculously fun romp. Um, and now I understand the notorious word of mouth of Waterworld, but I'm going to go two and a half out of five. I had fun. It was stupid. It was dumb, but I can appreciate it as well. And I, like Nate said, I mean, if that arrow 4k edition is ever kind of a, a, at a good price, I would be very curious to check out this like extended cut. That's 
apparently that, that's very cohesive with the story and fleshes out everything that we kind of missed. And maybe the grade would go up to like a three and a half or so. I mean, the, the movie, the, there is fun to be had here. But just go into it uh, expecting a ridiculous movie. And I think you might enjoy it. It felt kind of like a Roland Emmerich movie, if that makes yeah. any sense to that anyone. Makes a lot of sense. Kind of like, that's when that he was thriving. Every sense in the world, yeah. Because he did like The Patriot, Midway, and stuff. Like these after movies that are supposed to be Day. like, yeah, big concepts. Explosions. And just have really tongue in cheek, corny execution. But, but then again, you guys know The Patriot's one of my favorite movies ever. So. I'm not to buy it. that. I don't know why I haven't bought that Blu-ray. Oh, I love um, that movie. I cry still to this day. Even when they burn those people in that church. That's mainly one of the reasons why. Because God. when the little girl goes running and goes, Papa, don't go. That's when I start bawling my eyes out. Yeah. I wouldn't mind getting burned to death in a church. That'd be pretty nice. Yeah, so I just found out that Jack Black was in this movie. So that's he a, was five a pilot. Out of five. Yeah, so he. I think so. the scene when she shoots the, the harpoon through the plane... And it's, like, going around the boat. I think that's Jack Black. And he's like, oh, shit. And he tries to shoot it with a gun over and over. Is that him? It could be. Yeah, I just saw that in the IMDb he was a pilot. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That had to be him. I did not see him in the movie. Yeah, so he's in the movie. He's wearing, like, a mask or whatever. But, yeah, I think this movie is – it's a lot of fun. But there's so many things that went wrong. I mean, the acting is is just horrendous from 90% of the cast. I even think the extras, like, there were a few – like just little tidbits that the extras would say, and I was, and I would just sit back in my chair, like, shut the fuck up! Like you're just making this worse. Like just shut up. Where especially the scene when uh when Gene Trottenberg is triple horn, <laughs> <laughs> triple horn is going, and uh they're like, oh we got to go get Enola, and all the other people are like, fuck that! Like she's a she's a goner or whatever. I'm like, bitch, you don't even know this bitch. Like why are you why do you feel like you have a a, a platform to stand on to make a decision in this moment? You're literally just taking up screen time at this point. It's pissing me you know, off. You know why? You know why? Because Deb had a back tattoo. She did. And I guess tattoos And none of them did. Thing. And they were all jealous of it. And they it even cool got tattoo. really specific and said they were going to like carve it off her back. I wish they did. God, I wish they did. What a fucking scene that would have been. Honestly. It's an immediate horror movie rated R five stars. Think about it. <laughs> if there was a scene... <laughs> There was a scene with Dennis Hopper slowly carving that thing out of her fucking back with a dull knife. I would have five out of five instantly. But meanwhile, Kevin Costner and Gene Triple Play are having sex on their destroyed boat. They're just banging like blue is the warmest color style on this fucking boat. Like (laughs) (laughs) it would be insane. But that didn't happen. This movie was was just. It's a B movie, if not a C movie. And, uh, you know, I think there's some things to appreciate here. But overall, the movie just, it misses the mark. But it is entertaining, but it absolutely overstays its welcome. Two hours and 15 minutes is far too long. An hour and 40 would have been a lot better. Um, Cut out a lot of the bullshit, a lot of the just kind of minor interactions that Kevin Costner has with these kind of drifters. Would have been fine with that. Um so I'm gonna go two and a half out of five. I think it's 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 definitely rotten. Maybe do a different edit. Maybe check out that was it Red Arrow cut? Arrow Red, video. I, th- Arrow I think video. it's Arrow video. I believe. Yeah. Um. They do like certain releases like this. Uh. This Donnie Darko set is Arrow video. Okay. 
It's that basically that bottom, same but, box um, type. Yeah, it's like the same like kind of edition where it's like nice and thick. It comes with a lot of like a, like a lot of discs and special features and. This does have a stuff. 4K edition. Yeah, as well, that's what it is. It, it's like the same type of release that Darko has that we're going to be doing in a couple of weeks. Um, maybe in a maybe in a couple of years from now, we can all or one of us will have the Arrow Video 4K of Waterworld, and we can do the extended cut and see how it compares. I'm buying it right now. How we're doing it here? Take bets on who you think's going to buy it another time. <laughs> Um, and ordered <laughs> but yeah okay that Nate is water world uh you can watch this movie on peacock if you have a subscription to peacock uh if get the ad free version of peacock it's ten dollars yeah month as opposed or to you can just watch it with ads for free on peacock i think is that um, what you did or you could no, rent no, it on amazon prime the, uh, info no um, i spend 120 dollars a year on peacock and i'm proud of that good for you I'm, i appreciate it Plus um but anyways uh yeah, next week we are back to Nate's picks. He went with Hi. a criterion. Uh, what do we mm-hmm. got for uh, for your pick next week? Um, we're watching a little uh, black and white film. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of it. You know, Twelve Angry Men. Is that a black and white movie? Oh, yeah. oh God! This is gonna that. be John has never even heard of this or... movie. He doesn't like classic films. Uh, so this true. would be a very interesting uh, John. episode next week of John trying to find positives to talk about as he is, uh, you know, trying not to rip on the movie because it tested his patience. Um, John, but yeah, no, this it's, it's uh, yeah. yeah, John, <laughs> this movie play. is in all in one place and it is very, very riveting. So right. there are a lot performances, of... it's great writing, good, good directing. dialogue. Watch dialogue is like fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can watch 12 Angry Men. I don't know where it's streaming. It might be on HBO Max. I don't know if, if not, uh, you can watch it on Amazon Prime or something like that. Uh, rent it. It's, uh, and come back and watch that episode or listen to it. Cause yeah, we'll be talking about 12 Angry Men. And the three week. angry dudes talking about 12 Angry Men. Yeah. I'm not going to sure. be angry. I'm going to be pumped. One slightly annoyed dude and two other dudes that care about film talking about 12 Angry Men. Next week. Those movie dudes. At those movie dudes, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. They're gone and I'm back. I need a girlfriend, guys, because I'm getting tired of just eating Reese's all day and playing with myself while I mow the lawn shirtless.